0: That's where we're going. Back in your life, in your ears, and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa G's House, episode 96. Uh, Once again, we're back every week. No matter what time, what day we come up, we are here every week. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to Papa G's House on YouTube and follow all the other Instagram, Facebook at Papa G's House. But we've got a good show lined up today. Lots to talk about another Flapping Gums episode with old Art Pereira, our trusty producer. It's going to be a fun one. Interviews are coming back next week. I've got a couple of good ones for you. It's going to be a good, good, uh, you know, trajectory. Trajectory going into the the interviews and stuff. We've got some cool stuff lined up. Um, be chat been chatting to some really cool people and uh, they're going to be on the screen as soon as as possible so without further ado the man that used to be in the chat the man that is now on the decks our trusty producer Art Pereira what is happening my dude how's it going hey dude what's happening another week oh long week long week that's why I think we maybe we should do this podcast even earlier in the week so it's not a long week
1: (laughs) yeah shit yesterday I mean I know we were we were planning to do this yesterday but like when our messages when I literally got off the computer for work and nothing has changed today i've been i didn't even take a
0: lunch no i've been sitting
1: here grafting it's hectic
0: yeah dude i mean sometimes you just get bit with that i mean this is a quiet time of year for me in terms of in terms of work and all that stuff so um i'm kind of like pulling my hair out i've been feeling shit the last couple of days dude like don't worry, nothing uh, like COVID. Like I think it's more uh, self-inflicted. Uh, it was oh, a very okay. busy weekend, but that's why I chose. You know, let's let's get this party started early. And uh, to say that the reason I've been feeling shit is is because there was no lack of sport this weekend. There's nothing else really to to entertain us other than a Limbisket uh, concert at Lollapalooza. That 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 was quite enjoyable. Um, but <laughs> but dude. On Sunday, it was the Grand Prix. So I was gonna, I was get up. I had all the drinks lined up. I made myself like a potato bake, some steak. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really, I, I made it an, an 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 occasion. And then, but what happened? You know, garlic. Too much garlic makes you dehydrated, right? It like dries you mm-hmm. out. And then too much salt dries you out. Add some alcohol on top of that, and. Uh, you don't have a very good concoction. So I go to bed on Sunday night, having had the best day after watching the Grand Prix. We'll get to that later in the sports update, but um, ended up having too much garlic, too much salt and a little bit of overindulgence in, uh, it wasn't so much an overindulgence. It's like, you can't go from one drink to another, you know, you've got to stick with one drink the entire time. So I was going, you know, I had a beer and then I was like, no, I'll have a cider. And then I was like, no, I don't feel like beer or cider. So I, I had a little, you know, uh, but a red one. And then I was like, nah, I know the red one's too hectic cause you know, red one steak go together. Um, mm-hmm. you know, make it an occasion. Uh, but then mm-hmm. I was like, nah, that's all not-. And then I had whiskey and it was all over by the shouting and I must've snored my face off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and I was so dehydrated that I actually hurt injured my throat. Um, and my neck like tensing up and I've got a sore jaw here all the way down my my neck here Um, it doesn't hurt when I swallow which means it's not a sore throat but it's like I've got a sore neck and I also had some wily dreams that night so uh, obviously clenching my teeth and it was just a comedy of areas that led me to feel the way I have been feeling in the last couple of days but I won't lie to you sitting down on this chair talking to you right now my friend has really taken my mood and given it a nice uh, uh, a positive up kick. Oh, well, that's cool. I'm glad I'm of, of service of some sort. And I love the Batman hat.
1: Ah, thanks. I bought it for my brother. Is that and a new era uh, ball
0: cap? Uh, yeah. Let me look at yes, the side, is. the other side. i trying l- to find, yeah, there we go. Oh, my hat. Where did you get, no pun intended. Where did you get that? Um, I got it a few years ago
1: like i said i bought it for my brother for his birthday i think i got it from i think i got it from musica actually okay because i bought my other brother a superman one which he won't give me asshole even though he's living <laughs> in london and his hat is here he won't give it to me he's, he's a he's a yeah but uh, he, he might he brother, might just
0: love that cap very much why don't you just find one and and uh, and, uh just buy it you can't Online. find
1: these ones anymore oh
0: shit no you must new yeah, era
1: I've, I've looked i looked gone like, to new uh, era
0: near era website
1: the yellow under the peak yeah nice thick embroidered emblem on the front well, here. you
0: can't go wrong with new era caps dude though that my new yeah. york ones that i wear are new era yeah my favorite like I mean, my
1: brother gave this to me because it was too too tight for him so i took it but my you, other brothers just want to give me the Superman one, and I want the Superman one. But could, whatever.
0: Um, we uh, Atlantic South bought um, Ashley De Beer from Truth and Its Burden a uh, Superman hat, um, off, and and we bought it off Take Lot.
1: Mm, I've been looking. I haven't found these sa- exact same ones. Yeah, no, ones no, no. Really I'm really I'm nice not saying
0: it wasn't stuff. a new era, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you want a Superman cap, they're out there.
1: Yeah, they are, but not these ones anymore. I don't know what happened but I've got like I think I've got like 12 hats I've got 12 caps and I hardly ever wear them and the only reason why I'm wearing them now is because I got a bad hair day because I didn't shower this morning so I'm like fuck it I'm not gonna look like a like a meth addict.
0: So I'm just going to put on the cap. <laughs> Speaking of meth addict, Sean Strickland, another one we'll get to later, <laughs> but uh, a funny story for you. This, this, uh, from this week, man is, uh, yeah. flip. Uh, so I've, I've been doing a little bit of an overhaul of things. So like, if there's a t-shirt that I don't really dig anymore, I'm just going to throw it out. Well, I'm going to put it in a, in a box and, and obviously take it to like the red cross or, or Oasis down the road, or, you know, donate it to, 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 to you know, someone who, who could use it. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. So I go and I see, I said, listen, when last did I buy fresh underwear? <laughs> so it, it, I'm not going to tell you how long because I can't tell you. It had been a while. So uh, I chucked out a whole bunch of old underwear. And then I go online and I go on to whoever I bought it. And It just gave me an option to to continue without registering so it says Mm continue as guest so i go go there and i order 900 rands worth of uh underwear so then i i'm like cool it's paid it's gone off through um it's gone off my my bank account uh everything's sorted but i don't get any email confirmation and then i look back i'm like they only asked for my cell phone number But I didn't get any SMS to to confirm the order or anything like that. So I'm bewildered. A couple of hours later, Demi phones me. She's like, did you order 800 rands worth of underpants? You (laughs) sent it to her place. No, no. I ordered it off her her account. Because apparently, as soon as I went on, it was logged into her account. And she's like, did you... uh, uh, buy 800 900 rands worth of underwear um and she was laughing her head off like we the whole conversation for about three minutes was just us giggling because my She's <laughs> <notifications laughs> like i've just bought 900 rands worth of men's underwear <laughs> uh so yeah it was very very funny um that's funny but yeah, any uh, funny stories from your week bro, besides working too hard
1: uh no well last night i fell down the stairs hmm? yeah I'm, like the staircase over here you can pretty much see it like at the top corner there that's the base crazy of it. i fell down the stairs not the whole way through like like i was wearing these socks that are quite like um nylon and it just slipped on the carpet bed and i went like butt first like bang 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 <laughs> i'm like trying to stop myself
0: yeah dude i mean <laughs> that's the worst that's the worst but, uh, similar yeah,
1: but i'm not sure. there's no bruises or anything
0: well you're lucky you didn't hit your elbows on the way down because that's what happened to me when i was yeah. um i went to go watch rugby it was the it was the world cup i think it was the 2011 that's how long ago it was 2011 world cup I went to my friend, Tim Hartzenberg, uh, shout out, Tim Hartzenberg, went uh, to his place to watch some sort of, I think it was a group game or something. And he had very steep stairs and there were, there were uh, you know, those marble like stones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but they stick out and they're uneven and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it was a rainy, rainy evening and very steep up to his kitchen had a rat house and then we were all walking down to come watch the game because his living room was downstairs and I, my footing went and it was steep and it was concrete and I, I'm still convinced to, the, to this day that I chipped a piece of bone off my elbow and it still hurts today. I think it's on this side and I can still feel it today and I still it gets sore when it's cold the whole back shit. I never went and got, got it checked out. My whole arm went black it was crazy. Uh-uh. But I'm still alive. I'm here today, baby. Let's go. I'm
1: having a good Some, day, bro. It's good. Something similar to ha- happened to me, dude. I don't know if I told this story before, but um, we were at a mate of mine's house in uh, OBS. And in his garden, he had an avo tree. Yeah. there was these avos. They were ripe for the picking, but they were out of reach. But we didn't have any st- tall stools or a ladder or anything. And my buddy's also a big guy. Mm-hmm. So I went, yeah, just cup your hand, I'll stand on it, just throw me in the air and I'll catch it oh <laughs> and all God. of my other friends, like our, like yes. our, our female friends, they're just looking at us like something's going to go wrong. So I stand uh, stand on his hand, my hands on the shoulder, and I'm looking up. And then as he throws me up in the air, and I get some good air, by the way, <laughs> as he throws me up, yeah. he looks, but he sort of like twists like that. So instead of going straight up, I started going like this. Oh no! And then I was falling face down and I was aiming. My face was hitting for the only part that had bricks. So, <laughs> so like I was my, I was literally upside down and then I used my arm. I stuck my arm out to try and have a spring kind of yeah. thing. And then, and I was sort of like at an angle at that point and then I hit the ground and then my elbow hits on the bricks. And then I was like, okay, that, that's a bit sore and then like it was okay I just walked it off and then I started feeling dizzy and then my elbow started getting sore and then I couldn't move my arm and then my girlfriend at the time had to change gears while we drove (laughs) home went to get x-rays that my elbow was like fractured dude and ever since then ever since then I do this in the air and my arm goes
0: yeah yes hey man um we we we've got some uh, war stories from we, we should uh do an episode um related to our our war stories bro because uh, i mean gonna... i just now thinking off the off the top of my head i can think of so many um epic stories where you, i almost came short yeah uh, oh, that, that one is the funniest
1: because we got we were, it was The typical kind of like boys will be boys kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in our mid
0: 30s. (laughs) And so, so did you, my question is, did you eventually get the other? No.
1: They got it like the next week and they ate it. They didn't even give it to me. So, all that
0: for nothing. Oh,
1: my hat. And then I was in a sling for like, uh, I think it was like six weeks. I had to have a sling in there. And that's when uh, they uh, did the screening for "Art's Not Dead" the movie. So I had to go to like the screening at at, uh, at oh wow uh, the lobby theater and, and take questions and my
0: arm is in a sling. <laughs> Jeez, dude, that's crazy. Yeah? so Art's, "Art's Not Dead" did a whole like screening, and uh, do, I need to check this movie. I actually haven't seen it.
1: Uh, is it well, still online? Um, It's it's on my it's on the Arts
0: Not Dead YouTube channel. Sweet, I'll go check it out. I'll go definitely. I didn't know that there was a whole movie. Um but dude, I'm thirsty. Oh yeah, yeah, carry on. on. Wait
1: a second. Other other thing I did this weekend was uh, I recorded my parents um reading children's books Mm. for my going to be two year old niece. As a gift, she's like living in um, the UK, so I had, had to do the hungry caterpillar, and then something about a giraffe or something like that. She. So I had my I had a mic set up. I had uh, Adobe Audition open, and I did a full on like voiceover recording that's amazing, of my dude. folks reading a book for my niece. So dude, that's that so cool.
0: cool. So so um, mum or dad that side. Uh, well, yeah. we'll obviously page through the book while listening yeah. to the voice. Oh my word, that's so special, dude! Yeah,
1: that's so cool. cool.
0: That's a very yeah. that's a very heartfelt treat because that's something that'll last forever. Yeah, it was my sister in law's idea. and it
1: was like, Brilliant, cool, dude. Yeah, brilliant.
0: I think that's super special, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I'm sure they appreciate you taking your time to do it. And I'm sure you you it it was quite easy for you to execute.
1: It was. Um, the only thing I couldn't figure out was to get monitoring through Adobe Audition. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you you need to hear if they are loud or clear enough or yeah. something. And I couldn't figure that out. So then I, <laughs> I went through the computer settings to the microphone settings and mm-hmm. settings and then properties. And I said, listen to this device. So I could hear the mic oh, wow. coming through the headphones. That's the <laughs> yeah, only way so, I could do it. So
0: you did and have then, your... But uh, isn't, it, isn't it like a normal door where, where you get monitoring?
1: Yeah, but I couldn't figure it out. It was like the first time I used it.
0: Uh, okay, and I then,
1: um, then I had a team's work meeting. And then I had to do this presentation in the morning. And it was still playing the, the monitoring. And the mm-hmm. mic was picking it up. So I, 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 like, I was uh, talking I like that throughout the whole thing. And then they only said like, yo, we couldn't hear you. Like,
0: Fuck. <laughs> oh my God, after all that. Hectic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where you live and you learn, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Learn but, something uh,
1: new, which is y- rad.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. But why did you, I mean, do you, do you not usually use DAWs?
1: No, the only, the only door I have available to me is uh, Adobe Audition. And uh, I've used that for the Stingers just to record something quickly and mm-hmm. then chuck it in Premiere and change it there. But uh, this is the first time I actually tried to use an audition, like, properly. And I was, like, recorded them talking. And then, like, there was an error. So, when I like, stopped, so I went back to that part, listened, and then, I like, cut mm-hmm. in to go over those sections. You know, so you can edit yeah. by cut. It, pre- it was cool. So, I was like, yeah, fuck it, eh? Well, dude, record sure, next
0: week. <laughs> I'm sure Reaper, Reaper has a free version. And there's another... Um, user-friendly door that's free as well it's called audacity Mm -hmm. so check it out um i
1: tried audacity i hmm? I
0: don't like it i think it it looks like shit yeah it it, it looks like shit looks like winamp but um (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) but uh it works and it's it's user-friendly i mean it's it's not what it looks like at the end of the day i suppose it's it's more it's functionality but we we, we'll go down a huge rabbit hole talking about doors because uh you know when i was when i was you know, getting started in the music and stuff. The only one I ever heard of was Pro Tools. And then I heard it wasn't, you know, only Pro Tools that rule then there was Cubase and then the Studio One and then there's uh, a whole bunch of others. So I mean, and then a lot of guys are just using Reaper, which is which is I think the cheapest of the lot. Yeah. Um and and it has great functionality. But anyway, dude, I'm thirsty to try some new stuff. What do you think?
1: I think I this think is so too.
0: This is the segment we call Oh shit Oh, shit. oh shit. Okay. shit Let's do that before Hey why did you cut that off at the end of the day oh, I've got another yeah, yeah.
1: Outrageous uh,
0: wrong one <laughs> Beer of the Week Okay Well we've got no choice other than to drink 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 But ladies and gentlemen this week's beer of the Week um is brought to you by none other than none other than art um our trusty oh, producer yeah. he, he he messaged me this morning and said hey why don't you go and grab this and i said oh yes because those are my favorite um but it's it's an interesting one because it's not necessarily a beer it is alcoholic so we'll accept it but mm. um yeah i mean i suppose it is a ginger beer we got the double dragon um Gluten-free, low in sugar, less than 7.5 grams per hundred mils um, of sugar uh, from dragon ginger. And it's slow brewed the traditional way for maximum refreshment. And it has a refreshing ginger kick. The one thing that we need to note, Art, is this is the double dragon and not the fiery dragon. The fiery yeah. dragon is four percent alcohol. The one you chose to drink this week is eight percent alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's give it a bash. Also, I don't don't like the fiery dragon. I had that before. Okay, here we go.
0: Okay, let's go. Mm-mm. Ooh. If you ever have ever have a sore throat or feeling a little bit of you know little bit not so lacquer. Um, get yourself a, a double dragon. But let me just... I'm getting a bit of a funny taste in mine. I got a bit of a
1: cidery taste with mine.
0: Uh, maybe that's just the... You know, sometimes when you don't do this to the bottle cap, I mean, to the top of the bottle, yeah. you get like that metallic taste from, uh, the, from the cap. I don't like that. <laughs> But it's a great drink. I don't like the double dragon as much as I like the fiery dragon.
1: Uh, is that I your think the more,
0: one? yeah, I think the more alcoholic content, or the 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 bigger the volume, the less carbonation, or at least I'm not getting carbonation from this, which is making me worried about the expiry date. <laughs> um, because it's it's actually maybe it's just I've gone from a diff one drink to another, but I love this stuff. Um, let me just give it another good good swig. Uh,
1: my eyes are fucking shot.
0: Uh... Yeah, I dig this shit, bro. Well, um this
1: expires next year, it's fine.
0: Okay. Um I need to apply some soft lips. Shout out to Caro. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Shout out. Always by my side. Thank you. This was the first gift to me in the in the latest run of shows um so on the mic cubic scale of one to five obviously added up to a score of 10 mr art Pereira, what say you Mm. um
1: the first sip was um the first sip or two, you always have to like get through to actually get into it with this kind of stuff with the gingery shit. I'm not the biggest, um, ginger beer fan, but I do like stony. This has got a bit of a stony vibe to it. Yeah. There was a bit of like, um, Questa. cidery kind of, uh, acidic bit in the first cup of sips. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when just opened up fresh and you know, it could be anything, but, um, I like it that it's eight percent. That's going to be cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it gives uh, you that give extra. Little... A... Yeah, I I have to. Hmm, three and a half or four? I can't quite decide. Wait, let me just. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three
0: and a half. Can I tell you a very. Im- a p- important thing when it comes to drinks like this Why? the the level or the score that it's gonna receive depends on how cold it is mm. this stuff warm no go bitterly bitterly cold hell yeah 100 yeah. so uh, yeah so that's beer of the week i'm I, I well it's not really because i haven't given it my score um mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a solid three and a half as well. We're gonna yeah. do the the other ginger as well, so it's a good seven out of ten. Um, but I I I think I think I'm gonna prefer the fiery ginger if if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah,
1: I but. think I tried the fiery before. I can't remember, so I'll have to try it again. Okay. I don't think I'd like it because I did have a fiery ginger beer before, which wasn't this. And I thought it was balls, but uh, I can't remember if it, I don't think it was this. I'll have to try it and then I'll let you know.
0: Okay, sweet. Well, that's beer of the week. So, Father yeah. Ted says to you, Mr. Operator, for the beginning of the segment, what does <sighs> Father Ted say? Father Ted. What's that guy's oh, name? Oh,
1: shit. Oh, because I stuffed
0: up so many times. Come on. Oh, oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. Drink, drink.
0: Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Is Cheers, it Father Ted, eh? Well,
1: that's Father Jack.
0: Father Jack, okay. Father it's Jack, it's thank you. It's from Father Ted, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, but we, we must refer to him because he, he's the one that's telling us to drink, drink, drink. Um, yes. That's Father Jack. So, Father Jack, we we needed to have that for, for the beginning of that segment. Um, but have, have we got anything for what you got this week? Um,
1: no, but... Um... What could count is that um, I've been I've been uh, trawling through as much as I can of um, Joey Jordison footage or videos and things, not mm-hmm. like music videos because I don't give a shit about music videos. Yeah, I've done the same. Watched the um, Disaster pieces again while I was working. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, that was that was rad but also followed it up with a show of theirs from 2017 at Download Festival with Jay Weinberg drumming
0: that was totally s- different savage bands,
1: totally different bands it's like yeah that disaster pieces i think is um is one of the best um metal concerts at that level that there is it sounds it sounds so huge and brutal you know no, the I agree. The drums sound massive. The cymbals are clear and loud. You can hear the bass rumble. You can hear both guitar tracks that are like, you know, odd balance. that goes between the two. Like the one is louder than the other. And then mm. it swaps around. Like the way they did the mix is rad. You could hear like the drums from Clown and the other dude. You can hear everything. And it's such a great concert. Yeah, you can hear those. King, it's like king,
0: king. Something's king. missing. The barrels. But
1: yeah, but just, uh, and, uh, I watched the... Uh, a video of Joey Jordison and the and the one guy from uh Dragon Force that they were just going through records and saying mm-hmm. like yeah oh, they like this <laughs> and Joey <laughs> Jordison's like oh yeah yeah that's that's like that's one of my favorite albums of all time like for every album it's like oh that's my favorite band of all time for every band. It's like yeah that's good it's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's, <laughs> it's like they went through Kiss and Police and Joy Division and Faith the More and and uh, Scorpions amazing tons of stuff it was just rad to see that but uh yeah man it's a it's, it's a shame but, yeah, yeah i mean listen yeah i was absorbing myself into everything other than just like the cds or the music I like, like seeing sure. him. You, you went into the
0: person i'm yeah. notorious for that dude um i went and watched his gear um his gear gods interview when he was mm-hmm. drumming for vimic after he had left um slipknot um where he did a, a rig rundown um i watched one where i think he was in brazil and he had an acoustic guitar and he said i'm only going to play this for you once and um and i'm going to play it for you because uh, you guys have welcomed us into your country and we're so grateful to be here he was such a humble dude and then i went and watched his golden gods um acceptance speech uh it was after he started getting uh problems with his his condition with his legs well yeah. his whole body so to speak yeah. and um it was so moving I actually it I actually was brought to tears <laughs> I, mm. i'm a softy bro i watch any you know those clips that that make the rounds uh those america's got talent and they've put the music behind and then it's a golden buzzer and everybody's hailing their faces off and i i get caught eh? i get caught i mean i just before i came on this podcast i was strolling through uh, scrolling through facebook and just checking what was going on um and uh it was this one little four-year-old girl and she's like I'm ugly and then the mom was like what what did you just say you crazy and went on this all she started crying and then i started getting teary and i'm like turn this shit off that's why social media is bad for some people bro it takes you down to Mm -hmm. a dark dark place but on a positive note to take turn that completely around bro i actually sent um speaking of which i sent um sorry i'm just turning my phone on silent i sent uh brandon shaw um and i spoke to ollie Earlier, I went to go get some strings. Ooh. That's another thing that we haven't talked about today. So let's talk about Brandon first, is I sent him a message. I was saying like, dude, I see all the great shit that you guys are doing. They've done a music video, they've done a live uh, gig on an online platform. They were at Sit The Folk Down today, uh, mm-hmm. recording a new song with John Chabann. Um They they are so busy and, and they're being proactive and they, and they are just, they're thriving at the moment and i'm like let's get these dudes on the show so those that's one of the bands that i've that i've uh, hinted at getting on soon as Migs, uh grumble uh, um, uh brandon and ollie of alive at midnight because mm. they're, they're really putting on a show and uh, they're yeah. showing everybody how it's done um but then keeping on the other hand busy yeah i mean they, they're really keeping themselves busy and uh you know, it's it shows that, that that's, that's their culture, that's their life, that's the, they still want to live that life, even though it's not, you know, conducive for live shows and stuff, they're still getting together, recording new music, recording new songs, I mean, it is four of them, I think it's fantastic, I think it's great what they're doing. and and i'm i'm proud (laughs) um so so i can't wait to chat to them again the last episode that i had with them was absolutely hilarious and amazing at the same time um when i think it was episode 13 everybody who's listening um go check that out uh episode 13 with alive at midnight was great we went through a whole like we went through like a whole drug conversation and um it it got a bit wild it was excellent Mm -hmm. we were drinking lots of whiskey um so yeah, it was it was I a remember. great great episode um everybody one. got a bit out of hand towards the end and it was uh that, that was amazing that's 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 what i want i also want half price back Carl and uh and and the boys uh I, I, it escapes me now who's uh the, the really marcus yes marcus dfg that's it um to get those guys back on because they were number four of of the show yeah. But speaking of which, I saw Ollie, I went into Botanist for the first time in months. Uh, I like I posted up on, on Instagram the other day that I've had a built-in excuse not to play guitar or practice or write riffs or anything because all my gears at Ramon's studio. Because I left it there at the last jam and then lockdown happened again. And so I've just left everything there because there's no reason to cut it back and forth. The only thing I didn't have here, I've got guitars, I've got gear here, but I just never had cables or strings. So i went and bought some new cables and strings and uh got behind the guitar today very stoked and yeah maybe some rufflings um re- rekindling some old fires having some chats with some people that i haven't spoken to in a long time that is uh, really lit in a f- fire under my butt so you know a little bit of the details we'll we'll start talking about that a little bit later once things have materialized a little bit more but i am excited um yeah i do yeah.
1: excited for you as well i hope it works out uh, i'm not gonna say anything anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're sure but um what strings do
0: you use i'm all over the place to be honest with you because i play in drop a on a six string in in uh, ill system i oh, use shit, so you go pretty thick i use baritone i use 13 to 72 shit and then with my normal like I my my tuning that I love the most is drop c I like drop c and drop c sharp those are my two favorite and then then uh, you know you can obviously just tune the the e-string up to to d standard or c whatever uh so those are my favorite tunings but so and then I play I've got this guitar that is in standard tuning Mm -hmm. um which I just normal I have normal like ten to fifty two or something like that.
1: Okay, so you play like around tens.
0: Well, no, my oh. my normal is is eleven to, to fifty four. Yeah,
1: but I mean, but if you're gonna play in standard, you go for tens.
0: Yeah, well, okay. not really because tens. Um, yeah, I mean, elevens could work as well. But so I'm. That's why I say I'm all over the place. I don't have a. a I'm not a. I'm not a a a league guitarist so i don't necessarily need thin strings for bending and all that kind of stuff i'm thi- um purely percussion and rhythm based that's what i
1: was going to yeah that's what i was going to ask cuz like it would be rad if if charles would you know if we could like ask him because um i watched a video of this guy he did like a test because mm-hmm. people say like you have thicker strings and it gives you more of a meaty sound then uh, he tracked the same guitar same equipment you know they always do that's it. rick Beato. It must have been him, yeah. Yeah, he I saw that. He 9 gauge and then he used 10 and 11s, and there was no real audible difference. The only thing that was different was the thicker gauges were harder to bend. And then he said that, like, the 9s, the thinner strings, were actually nicer to play. Yeah, even but they were so thin.
0: There is the counter argument that um, they don't hold tuning as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, what do you, you want? Get,
1: you're always going to get one or the other. But, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But I would rather on stage keep my tuning than having to tune it after every song kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because my guitar has been sitting in at home as well, just collecting dust. I'm pretty sure those strings are rusting out. So I was wanting to start to think about what type of strings I want to get. And I think I'm going to... Go with 10 to I'll 52 or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, um, it also depends on how you play. If you're a light player on your right hand, then you shouldn't have any problem with la- light gauge strings. If you are a mm. percussive player, a per- ca- ca- s- if you're a percussive player, then, and or you you have a heavy right hand, then it would be wiser to use a slightly thicker string. But if you're yeah. going to be soloing and all that kind of stuff, you need to find a happy balance. That's what it's all about. That's why a lot of the guys who play metal get the Ernie Ball um, uh, heavy top slinky bottom.
1: Oh, uh, so actually mix it. Up, I mean, it uh, up a bit.
0: heavy slinky top, heavy bottom, because oh, okay. the guitar they think they go from E to E from the highest E string to the lowest. Okay. Anyway, long oh, story, but dude, yeah. I just get just get regular slinky as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm th- I mean, that's what I have already. But like, I was just wondering if I should actually look at going for thinner because I. I want to train myself to not press the strings down too hard, because I've got that tendency. Two you know, seconds. Like, Just give me hold two it seconds. Down. Okay. So, like, Just keep for the viewer out there, I tend to hold down the strings too hard, because, you know, I'm not a guitar player, and I've got the fingers and knuckles of a gorilla. So, it's like, Got to try and train myself to be a little bit lighter with the fingers. So I'm thinking if it's a lighter string, it will go sharp uh sooner. So training myself to be lighter on the fingers might be a good way to go light, light gauge. Yeah, it uh, also
0: it's easier on the fingers when you when you haven't played in a long time.
1: Oh yeah, shit, those, yeah. those thin ones will cut straight through.
0: So I got these. Yeah, six string baritone slinky oh yeah so that's 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 the one they use for 13 to 70 13 18 30 44 56 and 72 then the beefy slinky is the ones that I use in drop C and these are 11 to 54 so 11 15 22 uh, 30 42 and 54 and then these is what I'm gonna use on this fender strat here is these regular slinky, oh, the regular slinkies yeah uh which is 10 to 46 and then in my other guitar case i've got the um, uh heavy bottom slinky top or whatever uh, it's called okay. the red the red pack and then for a while what i was using is the eight string pack and having two spares for whenever there was a an emergency <laughs> have you ever had an eight string before no and i never will i tried a seven string once and i was like what is this in my hand it is too girthy yeah
1: i think uh, kevin next too big for string me. at one point kevin used to have a seven you used to have the stiff, Stephen carpenter ltd um, yeah the deftones English.
0: the the wooden style one yeah, yeah that's when used... with dawn was saying got wood yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had that, and I think he did have an 8-string at one point, but then uh, he sold it. And I remember picking up an 8-string, and I was like, I did not even know what to do yet. He's like, dude, normal chords work? <laughs> 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 I, my fingers couldn't reach at the top. I felt like I was like, you know, Tomin Minobasi or something. Like, no, 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 no like, it's
0: crazy. It's crazy. And then you get those morons. Well, I'm not going to call them morons. You get those dudes who come out with like 22-string guitars, and they can't even – got to play like this with their, with the bloody – end of the uh neck touching their forearm it's like yeah giving a reach around
1: yeah that was um that was uh stevie t and
0: uh jared dines
1: jared dines
0: yeah so was was it called gen 2020 yeah (laughs) (laughs) those guys are hilarious and they are very (laughs) successful in what they do hey crazy
1: yeah karen watching stevie t videos because like like uh he hasn't been uploading that much, but uh, when, when, I, when he had videos up, like before he moved to his new house, he uploaded quite a lot. And then I was sitting yeah. in bed watching it and Karen was like, what the hell is this shit? And then like a couple of weeks later, it's like, put on a Stevie T video. <laughs> and it'd like me laughing at him. And,
0: and his bloody trying. facial expressions is crazy, but his face is made out of rubber. Yeah, he's Portuguese. Is it? That's it. Yeah.
1: He's, uh, his parents are Portuguese, but he was born and raised in Canada, but he's he's Portuguese descent. Oh,
0: wow. Crazy. Yeah. He's Like most all of I know is, people in music. Yeah, all I know is that guy is freaking crazy. Um, shit, what was this guy? I discovered him yesterday. I'm just going to check out. Excuse me. I know people, when they watch podcasts, they hate the guys going on their phones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm going to do it because you're not in studio, bro. And we don't want to fuck up the stream by trying to get all fancy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um, Steven Tyler from um, Aerosmith. His surname is Pereira. Oh, really? Not Steven Tyler. uh, Fucking Steven Perry. Whatever. Perry.
0: The guitar player. Oh, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Perry um, was
0: actually Pereira. Pereira. I like saying Pereira because I'm such a UFC fund. Pereira. Pereira this guy joe named perry. eric steckel sorry say that again
1: joe perry his yes, surname joe is perry. actually pereira okay okay joe, cool. is joe joseph is a
0: very uh portuguese name eh?
1: i think it could be Joao. i'll find out
0: yeah check it out and That's matthew interesting. perry
1: as well his original surname is pereira
0: seriously matthew perry
1: yeah from joseph friends anthony pereira is joe perry's real name
0: yeah there we go crazy yeah, but you must okay. check out this dude, Eric Steckel. Um, he's so good, dude. So all the feels. It was crazy. Steckle, and then movie. I wish uh, we can do this for the next episode when you're in uh, um, when you're in studio. But I also mm-hmm. uploaded this photo that uh, the, I mean, this dude looks just like Rick Shields. It's insane, <laughs> and it and it just turns out he's one of the members of Twelve Foot Ninja. so many memes for eight string guitars yeah (laughs) what's up Julian thanks for joining the show my man um another pop-up one so guys are gonna get to have to get used to it what's that I don't get eight string guitars because it's like um it's too much to play heavy
1: you're just playing a single string you know if you if you play like chords and it just sounds too muddy and like you have mm. to like mute, and it, it seems more difficult. I'd rather just have the. That's bass only towards the bottom. The bottom. Yeah. You no, know,
0: the light, la- the you know, you can get from string one to six. You can get a clean sound, but it's it's the bottom three strings yeah. that are the, the, that other are thing the issue is, together. Other thing is because because you're
1: trained at like or e sorry, just to,
0: or you got too much gain.
1: Yeah, most probably but then (laughs) then it sounds flat. It's it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: carry on. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: The thing is like like E is in its register, the highest and the lowest note. Okay. So whenever I hear something that's down tuned to C and then you hear it, it sounds heavy, but I'm still hearing it as a higher note than E. (laughs) So it's like, it sounds heavy, but it still sounds, not low enough to be as low as you want it to be, if that makes any
0: sense. Well, it still well, sounds like a C. There's always been this argument of is lower tuning heavier? And the that. argument is no. I don't think you so can that. make any tuning sound heavier depending on what you play. Well, dude, um, fucking, you can sound um, standard tuning, you can make it sound heavy. You can make an a, a E a major chug or an E minor chug. Slayer Reign and Blood
1: was in standard tuning.
0: Yeah, they And that's, that's one the of the
1: heaviest albums ever made.
0: Yeah, for me tuning is all about tone. Yeah. It's not so exactly. much so much about pitch and what's heavier. I just like the the my happy medium is is C drop C. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, also C standard is fine, but I just I learned unfortunately the backwards. I learned drop oh. tuning first before I learned uh standard so you know I'm always inclined to play drop but I know how to play standard I'm not a I'm not an absolute novice but um well,
1: you you're better than me already so
0: thats fine, right? <laughs> but uh yeah the best was just going gah, 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 key, 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 just <laughs> guitar with one finger starting off it was great um but yeah I think maybe we should. At this point, I don't know if you've got anything to add in terms of those stories. I mean, I could go on. Uh, there's lots that we, we, I mean, Limp Bizkit, Lollapalooza, um, Fred Durst looking like an absolute dad. I
1: didn't see, I didn't even know Limp Bizkit was playing, but I saw... Uh, they, I, I only, they played
0: together with Spirit Box in Chicago.
1: I didn't even know. Uh, the only thing I saw from Lollapalooza was Foo Fighters. And uh, they did a Bee Gees cover. Oh, which cover? You, you, you should be dancing. Oh, you should be dancing, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. They awesome. did that, and and it was was cool to see that. You know, it was rare to see like you know someone just doing BGS, but like they had the BGS logo behind it, but it was the DG's. so it was like David Grohl. Oh, Goal. oh <laughs> my <laughs> God, how cringy! Yeah, yeah, super, they're getting super cringe.
0: But, yeah, uh, but they're yeah. getting older, bro. They've got kids, like, you can't hate them. It's all no, cool. You like, you and I are slightly daddish as well, bro.
1: I'm more dad than you. It's almost, almost have a step kid. I mean, for crying out I,
0: okay, the latter, yes. Yeah. But the former, no. Uh, I think like I can be good. quite anal and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? You know me; I can I can get a little bit shitty. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> I get shitty all the time. Yeah. Remember that time when when we just started the show, and and I was like, "Have you done this? I, done that?" And you're like, "I am fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "This is gonna be great. I can't wait. That's it's amazing, man. Yeah, that's hilarious." Um, yep, but, but yeah, I.
1: Didn't, I I only knew that Lollapalooza happened just by seeing the Foo Fighters performance on YouTube. That's the only time I knew that Lollapalooza was happening. I was like, what?
0: Yeah, well, you only have YouTube. That's why.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't need any more. I
0: know. I get get all my
1: F1 insights.
0: I get all my UFC UFC insights. You're on social media, but you just don't have Facebook and Instagram
1: ah fuck that
0: shit man. no but that's what i'm saying like you've got all the apps that you need to keep you updated to certain things yes. that you're interested in that is exactly. social media it is um, but it, I,
1: don't, I don't need to go anywhere
0: else so I'm, yeah yeah For no yeah yeah i'm just gonna, i'm gonna rag you till the end of time bro that's just the I way how this are. is gonna go so um <laughs> <laughs> who else played at lollapalooza um i have no idea all i know is kevin rule shared that Limbiscuit played and whenever i see a Limbiscuit concert i'm gonna watch it because they are one of my greatest of all time. And you know what? Come at me. Anyone, come at me. Um, the Taylor Hawkins of, of uh,
1: <clears throat> Foo Fighters, yeah. he had a t-shirt when he was playing that was hand drawn and said Jane's Addiction on it. Sick. Now, Jane's Addiction, it was uh, Perry, Perry Farrell, yeah. he's, he's the, the singer. He's the one that started Lollapalooza. And he Mm. was in uh, Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pyros. He was the guy that started the whole Lollapalooza thing. And I thought that was really cool because I I totally forgot. And I saw Taylor Hawkins with the Jane's Addiction. I was like, why has he got Jane's Addiction written? as?" Ah, nice. Oh, wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that.
0: You learn something new every day. That's amazing.
1: Perry Farrell from Porno for Pyros and Jane's Addiction. He was the guy that started Lollapalooza. Crazy. Crazy. And then he's also the one that left Lollapalooza because it was bringing in too many big name commercial acts because the whole thing was supposed to be alternative yeah, side.
0: For certain, you know, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, so, go, so it got he, a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. What I can mean, you do? Mainstream, make, make your money. Yeah, so you they they can, can, can call it a sellout, I think. Yeah. yeah, these <laughs> partners.
1: These
0: yeah, these partners, hey, listen, yeah. they're laughing all the way to the bank, son. Yeah. Uh, I wonder
1: if he's, I wonder if he gets royalties for the usage of Lollapalooza just for the promo and all. I don't, know. Maybe, he, I don't he,
0: know. When he left, he was probably handsomely compensated. I don't think he's probably got any problems uh, right now. But I mean, listen, if you're if you, if you Lollapalooza, you're making a for lost time as well. Eh? Yeah. You lost two years of, of, of revenue.
1: Yeah, and it's one of the very few concert series in America that actually makes money. Coachella Coachella makes, yeah Coachella makes money but not like Lollapalooza like their business model is like they take the concert and they take a tour of it it's not just one oh, wow. place it, it goes like all over i don't know if they still do that but that's what they used to do it's like they just take the the festival on the road um when they did Woods, it's like a warped tour woodstool. kind of thing yeah just like a warped tour but warped tour lost money because you know punk people don't want to pay anything um <laughs> The Woodstock shows, they all ran at a loss. All other concerts that happened in America, they all ran at a loss. But uh, Lollapalooza is one of the few that actually is able to make money and sustain itself. Sure. Interesting And the shit. funny thing is, the funny thing is, it was like the last Woodstock, you know, that had the big fire mm-hmm. that, that they started and it just turned into a riot because they were charging everyone there $10 for bottles of water.
0: Yes. I don't know. You're talking about the Fryer Festival.
1: Yes. No, no. Yeah, that was with Woodstock... Ja Rule. No, no. Woodstock 99.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Woodstock but that was
1: 1999. Lip yeah. was playing. And then that's they... when
0: they did the break stuff thing and everybody broke stuff and set everything on fire. And yes, they, on they burnt
1: down the delayed towers. But that, yes. that concert, they charged everyone there $10 for a bottle of water. And then Lollapalooza happened after that, like a Lollapalooza show happened after that. Everyone that walked in was given free water. <laughs> it's crazy because of bro. that was like, there you go They just gave everybody water like water was free
0: what was that awesome it was what's like did I, I watched a documentary about that the ten dollars and then at by the end of it everybody was uh in mud but the mud was feces shit. yeah Ooh, imagine i'd be hurling everywhere bro and but you know what the thing is like surely they smelt that shit they are oh probably all on drugs who knows pee and shit and you are rolling in literally rolling in it yeah it listen drugs, man it ended up being a pigsty yeah <laughs> amazing literally. but anyway literally. yeah um I, I suppose that's it for the uh the that part of the show why don't we talk about a little bit of sports yay sports all right. I don't know what where to start. So let's just start here. Mm-hmm. Slovenia. Once again, remember we talked about Slovenia last week in the Olympics. They beat mm-hmm. uh, Spain, who was number two in the world. Yeah. They have gone on to beat Germany. And they are now, without even winning the next game, top four in the world with a population of two million people. Unbelievable scenes. They are playing France on tomorrow they're playing france tomorrow at one o'clock i'm going to be watching it if they beat france they're into the final whoever wins against and they'll be playing the winner of um, australia and usa amazing amazing lots of nba players in the australian side lots of uh, nba players in the france side well only one or two and then lots of nba players in the uh what's the others what's the other side france france australia australia USA, usa yeah and then obviously it's trade season so many people in the nba so many people being back and forth i mean russell westbrook to the lakers the lakers look super old but looks like they're going for one last ring or one last dash at the ring or second last dash at the ring um or the championship then you've got the shark Chicago Bulls are, are recruiting guys from the Lakers like Alex Caruso, and everybody's busted and and to go through them all like it's it's crazy. Um, Kyle Lowry to the to the Miami Heat. Uh, so the, all the NBA teams are going to look different uh, next year. Uh, I'm, I must actually do a list of all the trades next week. Um, mm. It's insane. It's every year this happens. I'm not used to it because I haven't been an avid fan for for all that long. So it's super interesting to see how the whole business works of NBA. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, but I'll I'll consolidate that next uh, next week and maybe we can do uh, some sort of imagery and stuff like that. But it's been super exciting. Um, things are heating up. Players are going all over the place. Steph Curry has just broken a record, being the second only the only player to sign two two hundred million dollar max extensions in a row. Jesus, so four hundred million dollars over eight years or ten years.
1: Now, what do you think are the chances of of uh, Australia reaching the finals?
0: Because they're playing against
1: the USA. There's a possibility.
0: Remember, the the, the USA are made up of a a number of great NBA players. But remember, they all come from teams that they're used to playing with, right? Mm. Then they're all chucked into one team and have to play as a unit. And under a coach who plays a specific offense and defense. So they haven't been doing well. They've actually, they lost their first game to France, so they haven't been doing well. They have been developing and getting stronger throughout the con- competition. The, um, Australia have guys got, got, guys, uh, got guys like Della Vadova and um, uh, Joe Ingles, Paddy Mills. It's They've got a strong side. So if they're on fire, they have a chance of beating the USA for sure. They've got better wow. playmakers in my opinion. Wow. And better defenders. He- that is um, so exciting to see uh, the rest of the world catch be, up uh,
1: yeah potentially getting to the finals <laughs> it's so
0: dude, cool. and and this this dude 22 year old a chunky 22 year old is t- is changing basketball bro like at the end of the day he's taken a country first time not from never even being qualifying in the Olympics to now being top four in the world. Crazy that's so, that's insane so cool, 22 years old i'm like what have i done with my life um but
1: uh, (laughs) i ask that question every day yeah
0: so anyway moving on from that then the rugby you know obviously you know that there was a a heap of controversy surrounding the rusty erasmus video now he's being disciplined by world rugby stop. yeah what what happened i don't know about this (laughs) so so basically he put out a video questioning um, the integrity of referees or, or the judging system, or referee or the team, or uh, what do you call them, officiating mm-hmm. um, in rugby. It was met, met with a bunch of backlash as well as a bunch of positivity, like split down the middle. A lot of people weren't happy. A lot of people were happy that he created awareness of the problem but now world rugby are taking a stance to uh discipline him now you got lawyers and big corporations going no we're going to back you we'll support you in any legal uh, in any litigation that is necessary blah 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 it's a mess it's an absolute mess now that the final um and and it's it's crazy we won the last test we won it pretty convincingly hey don't touch the camera um <laughs> we uh, yeah. we won it pretty co- hey we won it pretty convincingly and uh hey stop go away. <laughs> go away go away sorry that's my cat trying to scratch herself on the tripod <laughs> need to get a heavier tripod um and uh yeah so i mean then it doesn't really do well for sportsmanship and all that kind of shit at the end of the day but it's the third test this weekend and we'll see what happens yeah, That's all I can say. Uh, I don't want to get into it because it actually kind of irritates me because people can be so petty and take things to such extremes. But I'm, I'm, I'm arguing for both sides here because I'm not taking any specific side. I just want to watch entertaining rugby. First, week, first game was shit and it was just terrible for many reasons. Second game wasn't much better, but it was a lot better. The refereeing was more decisive and assertive. And uh, yeah, so... Moving on from the rugby, I'm looking forward to the third test, hoping South Africa can take it. Um, well, so, a
1: decider is always more interesting than uh, you know winning the first two off the bat. So at least the yeah. decider game is going to be cool. Listen, we're
0: definitely it. the better side. Definitely the better side. No shadow of a doubt. From one to 15, we're a better side. But um, yeah, yeah we, we we let's see let's see what happens. Um, yes, cat's going crazy. I don't know what the hell to do with it. anyway she's hilarious dude she's trying to get into the smallest of gaps um anyway get out of here the corner is snoring away uh is it (laughs) um and then ufc UFC. basically what you got let's let let you lead this
1: well i watched the hall versus strickland match yes the bout and um uh, as, as I said before, like with these games, I write down round one and then I take down notes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, he got in a good punch there first off because like, you know, it was like Hall just like when they started, bang. First shot was a good punch in the face. Was like, okay, yeah. cool. Solid jabs. He's got his eye in immediately. Yeah. And then round two and round three and round four was basically just boxing commentary <laughs> with a yep. couple of good kicks and then against the fence. Yep. And then the, the last one, we went down to the, the decider. And um, as, I was, as I was watching, I was, above like, Strickland's name, I was like, okay, he won the first round. He won the second round. He won the third round, fourth, fifth. And I was like, oh, he's the winner. And then, like, when they decided, the whole was like, yeah, I'll give it up. And it was yeah. like, that was a um, very uneventful uh, uh, match, but it was very much like a boxing match, like 60%, 60%, sure. 70% of the time
0: okay yeah no no is
1: that quite often with those guys
0: okay well there's a lot to take in we got to think about context right yeah exactly that's what i want to know the context between
1: those two guys
0: yeah for sure so so sean strickland is just the type of guy who wants to fight he wants to be in the ufc he wants to make money and 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 he just wants to be a ufc fighter and he's been doing well he's on a firefight win streak now right so he's got all the confidence in the world so on and so forth uriah hall came into the ultimate fighter as an absolute phenom he was spin kicking like absolute dominating one really
1: good backward spin kick he got one really good one like later down the match i think it was in the fourth round really good one
0: yeah i mean he he was known for flashy beautiful striking prowess Mm. and the one thing that's always held him back is his mental health he doesn't have confidence in himself and he's he's a constant doubter he's he's the type of person that not only has to train his physical body but he has to train his mind as well and he doesn't always get that right and obviously there's a lot of people we spoke about simone biles um, of the gymnastics team last week um, who actually has come back and won a a bronze medal since then Um, wow yeah look i mean and there's also new news that came about that we will we'll let's just actually touch on that quickly just before it escapes my mind is that i think there's some sort of rules where certain medication is not permitted at the olympics and that includes med- medication for adhd and stuff like that right yeah so apparently simone bars does suffer from some sort of adhd and all that kind of stuff so i'm not sure so When you've got ADHD, it's sometimes very difficult for you to focus. And if you're focusing in a very dangerous sport, you need to be locked in. Like think about those flips that those girls do. One wrong slip, they can break their neck.
1: Mm.
0: So apparently her mind and her body were not connecting because she was off this medication. And that's why she pulled out. Something to that effect. Anyway, moving back to, to Uriah Hall, is the fact that he's always struggled with his confidence. He's always struggled to get over that mental, and he always talks about it. He promotes um, his battle with with mental health to create awareness and stuff. But it just that this this fight, he didn't pull the trigger. Another reason why I think that happened is because his last bout was the bout that Chris Weidman broke his leg. Oh, okay, Chris Weidman okay. broke his leg on Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall hardly used his legs in that fight, and I think he was scared he was going to break his leg
1: or injure himself. That's what was playing on his mind. Okay.
0: So that's why I was mainly boxing. He wasn't using his feet, and the only thing I can that that I can think that he wasn't using his feet was because of his last bout where someone kicked him and snapped his leg, and half of the bone went through the calf and the skin. And he doesn't want that to happen to him. And I think that played on his mind too much. Also, Strickland had his number from the first round. He hit him, hit him with that first jab. That first jab rocked Uriah. And that completely drowned his confidence because uh, Strickland had the ascendancy in the first round. And then if that happens against a guy like Uriah Hall and he's scared to pull the trigger, that is progressively going to get worse round through round and then that's exactly what you see two judges scored a 10 eight in favor of strickland as well so yeah yeah anyway that's yeah, my synopsis does that make sense to you no
1: no it does i mean they also looked like they were <clears throat> running out of energy quite early on uh like the fourth round they both looked like visibly tired but then i don't know what happened in the fifth round like strickland got beat up his bonnet again and going, you try trying to avoid getting
0: fucked up for five or for five minutes at a time yeah, bro. Exactly, it's tiring
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah but like um i mean you could see that like they were getting like really tired and starting to like lumber through it and i reckon they were going against the the fence i mean he, he got hauled down on the mat like Quite a few times, but it was more like just a grapple. I think they were just trying to catch their breath. Yeah, yeah. Getting an elbow in, and they were just, like, holding their breath. I don't know how fit they were in going into this. this No,
0: no, no. World Championship fitness, bro. Really? Yeah, no, no. Those guys are fit. Um, Uriah's... Must be hectic then. Uriah's eyes were swollen shut at the end of the fight as well. you see? Swelling was very bad. But luckily, no cuts, no bad injuries maybe that's what he needs he he, he went through a five-round war i mean we can't call it a war it's five-round domination mm, but yeah, it was. yeah i mean it's crazy the uh, thing that i do dig that strickland
1: does that he tries to get uh, two hits out of every punch that he pulls or he tries to as much like he'll mm-hmm. punch through and then on the pullback he'll try and swing and do like a is that strickland? at the same time
0: yeah yeah he i mean i'm not like i'm not just bad it seems sloppy but it, sometimes it can be effective no, <laughs> i remember i that.
1: that it's it's a clear thing that he does like he'll it's like a mother to a child <laughs> yeah. you'll clip the chin you'll clip the chin but not get a good punch but then on the backward swing you'll try and go again just for the backhand
0: yeah to get no, him again
1: he, he did that a lot and i was like okay that's something that he's doing any he strike can quite, be a
0: significant strike
1: yeah. Plus exactly it's the ones exactly. that
0: you don't see that hurt you. Yeah. So if you, if you, okay, no, that one's fine. Then you all of a sudden get clipped from the other side. You're like, oh, she yeah. did not feel that. Your brain goes rattling and you get and you take a knee. <laughs> yeah, so, you, yeah, It
1: could also cause more damage because like you, you see the punch coming and you sort of prepare your neck, right? Yeah. And then you get punched this way. But then the other one is a surprise and your neck might be a bit relaxed and it'll actually cause more damage.
0: Nah, for sure, for sure. Nah, <laughs> I agree. Um, but it was it was a fun card. Listen, I mean, it's those sleeper cards. I mean, every Cheyenne Bass married to J P Bass, the South African dude. She had a killer knockout. Um, or TK. she mm-hmm. clocked. But I mean, listen, it was millimeters from being a foul. So uh, yeah, it was a great card. But we have got a big card coming up this weekend: the interim heavyweight title between uh, Derek Lewis and Cyril Gaon. Also, you got Mike Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. A um, number of big fights on the Casey Kenny versus another um, top-notch bantamweight. I can't remember the name offhand. Um, lots of cool fights coming up this weekend. But you know what? A lot of people are saying, why is this an interim bout between Derek Lewis and uh, Cyril Garn? They're saying because Francis Ngannou is playing hard to get and... and you know, just trying to hold on to that championship. I've got a different mm-hmm. theory. Um, and a lot of people are saying, why is it uh, not Derek Lewis versus Stephen Miocic, who just recently lost the title to Francis Ngannou, who's considered the heavyweight goat because he's got the most titles um, in six. Um, so my my theory is that they've matched up Cyril Gahn versus Derek Lewis for the interim title because they've got bigger plans for Francis later on in the year on a bigger card. And I think it's going to be Johnny bones Jones. That is just a hunch, but we'll see what happens.
1: Wow. This, this, uh, Lewis guy, he looks, um,
0: most knockouts and knock in heavyweight history. He looks a bit like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looks a bit dangerous. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, one punch knockout uh power and it's going to be interesting so it's a good fight look interim title side all the controversy uh, controversy aside it's a good fight it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one i uh technique wise you've got cyril gone power wise you've got Derek lewis experience wise you've got Derek lewis um i i i'm saying Derek lewis for now but uh Suragan is also undefeated. You never know what to expect from him. He's got a back, uh, uh, he's got a uh, kickboxing background, so you never know what's going to happen with a guy like that. So it's going to be pure fire from from start to finish. And then, then and that's then, UFC 265. This weekend, yeah, this UFC. Saturday. And then you've got uh, Vicente Luque versus uh, Michael Chiesa, which is also going to be a cracker. Walter weight, that's going to be kind of like a number one contender uh, elimination. So whoever wins that fight's gonna fight whoever's next in line. Um it's a very important fight in that division. And then there's the Co-Man event um that has just been bumped up. I can't remember. I think it's a it's a it's a woman's bout. Yeah. Um I can't it's remember who it is. Let me just see. Let's get this right. Let's let's get this Carolina. right because it's a good card. Carolina Kovolkevich, no, she's on the prelims. Uh okay. UFC. Oh, there we go. Prelims. I've missed that little tag there. There we go. UFC 265. Oh, it's Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. it's gonna be an amazing fight. Also very important. Jose Aldo considered the featherweight goat. Um, by by many, not by me. Uh, Pedro Munoz is a bit up and down, crazy leg kicks from both guys. It's gonna be an interesting one. Um Flip, it's a great card. The last three fights on the card is incredible. Michael Kiesa versus Vicente Luca, I must say, it's going to be a cracker. They're both like... Michael, Michael Kiers is more of a grappler, um, likes to submit guys. Vicente Luca is also, but he's more stand-up, likes to bang. Um, yeah. there, there we go. <laughs> and then the opener is a huge one, is Casey Kenny versus Song Yudong. Song Yudong is uh, trading with the dudes at Team Alpha Male. Casey Kenny's just beaten uh dominic cruz oh no he's just lost to dominic cruz so he's coming off that loss and then you've got tisha torres versus angela hill two fan favorites the tiny tornado versus angela overkill hill who's just a delight to watch so it's going to be fun i'm 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 rooting for angela hill
1: i'm gonna but check think... out the lewis and gain bout i want to check that out
0: for sure it should be a lot of blood <laughs> <laughs> and then briefly because we have been going for quite a while now there's formula one hungry lots lots of um, interesting things to take out of it gotta say all the controversy aside everything aside i am so stoked for esteban arcon um for his first win in a grand prix um very sad to see sebastian vettel disqualified after the race because he came third he was bumped to he was disqualified because they weren't able to take a sufficient fuel um sample yeah, from his liter from his car because he ran out of fuel um the rules are the rules essentially yeah um yeah so I mean, carlos it's, it's Sainz, happened before it's happened yeah.
1: before to him and it's happened before to a lot of races even in formula two yeah it happens all the time it's it's a
0: rule it's just a rule it's just what happens it's what happens but listen he's a world champion um he will no doubt take it on the chin and move on he's classy um old sebastian i really enjoy him um but then you've got valtteri bottas just taking out half the field on the first corner um fucking up his i mean i don't know he just broke late and then hit the back of one of the aston martins and then it was just yeah. a knock-on effect from there. But, um, yeah, and then you've got Kimi Räikkönen and Nikita Mazepin colliding in the pit lane. I mm-hmm. mean, it was just full of action. I was just going, where's my potato bag? Where's my steak? My wine?" my... Wh-. I was just having the time of my fucking life, bro. It was great.
1: Yeah, um, it, yeah. it was... I mean, like, I got so angry at the beginning because I just knew what was going to happen. Because, like, when that happened, it was like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hamilton's going to win this. I don't need to watch it anymore. And then they all go for pits and then he doesn't. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, chances that he might not win this now. And then he goes from like last, which is basically 14th to end up third, which is now second. But it was like, wow, man, it was, it was such a, a rad, fresh air race to see. It was just seeing like people that aren't in the front leading and yeah. seeing George Russell finally getting like his own points. oh my word did of, you
0: see his response
1: he was crying crying was so
0: cool. oh man i felt so i also i was like oh he has grown on me so much and also another thing that he did is he came over the and he was like if um, this was from a previous race if now you need to real- sacrifice my race for nikki do it do it yeah prioritize nikki and i was just like this guy is just absolute class yeah, he's, no, he, he's, he he's, A lot of people are saying, give him that other seat in Merck next week and next year. He, uh, I'm hoping it
1: does happen because he already proved that he's as fast as Hamilton last year. Yeah. And like you, he, he, like Hamilton got COVID and, uh, he raced one race in his place mm-hmm. and if they didn't stuff up his pit stop and then having to change his tire and then getting a flat, he would have won that race comfortably. Yeah, and he was, and he got in front from the first corner, pulling away from everyone. Yeah, in Hamilton's car, he's showing that like he's as fast. Do you notice and that he's
0: got a very different steering wheel to everybody else? Yeah,
1: because he's taller. <laughs> he's that's like crazy. Yeah. No, but he's but got like, the
0: I, he's got like a bow steering wheel as opposed to the other like rectangular style.
1: It might just be something. It's so a Formula Two steering Williams. wheel. It it might be it might be. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even bother looking at the that Come on, where's your attention there, to detail? Hey, I don't really care. For <laughs> no, this, I care for the the racing, but like um, I I had a the last race. I had a bit of a heated discussion with my parents because I said, you know who's the best driver on the track? And my mom was like, don't you say Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went like, no, George Russell is the is probably the best driver on the track and then we're like what no he comes I in like the awesome I like me some lando I was like no but check what he's what he's doing with a car that is not competitive at all like yeah. he's qualifying high regularly even though he doesn't finish in the top 10 because of the car but he does stuff with that car and he's clean and he's he's quick in the corners. And even just by that race last year, when you raced that one race with Mercedes, it was like, Mm -hmm. this guy's, he's got something. He's good. Yeah. And
0: I really Well, he's managed by Mercedes as well. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope that, that he might get that seat. So we'll see. He's he's doing tire testing
1: with Mercedes this month. Nice. Because there's going to be a month break and he's- he's Yeah, they're on the summer break now. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing tire testing with Mercedes.
0: Yeah,
1: so um, basically, I think he's got it. I think he's going in there.
0: Well, let's like, let's hold thumbs because eyes. let's let's because I mean that'll be a if that's the case. I mean, listen, I'll, I Valtteri is a great guy and a great racer as well, but um, it'll be a nice to 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 see some in in competition there. I mean, then again, uh, you could see by the last strategy with the, that that video that came out that um, George is a company man and he'll do whatever the company tells him to do.
1: Yeah. No, he, he's, he's a team uh, player. Team, he's a team player. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. play for personal glory. He, yeah. He'll be like, uh, he was, when you when the race stuffed up for him with Mercedes, I mean, he was obviously devastated because he was going to win the race, you know, and then they were putting all the cards on him. They were like, like helping, it's like let's let's get you there, let's get you there. So he was in that mode of okay, now this is a team where you have to win. And he's in a team now where it's like the team has to go has to be better than the other ones. So mm-hmm. he can't really be uh trying to gun for more points than his teammates. He's he's in a team that is playing for the team. Mm-hmm. So it's a different dynamic. I reckon if he goes into Mercedes and he ends up being like it, like in the front row often against Hamilton, then he will change. he will be like, no, I've got to be in front of him. And he'll always want to better himself. Just like uh, Lando is, has been doing. Every race is bettering himself, you know, and, uh, and your other favorite Leclerc,
0: yeah, when he started, unlucky. he was
1: very hard on himself. Every time he made a mistake, like mm-hmm. super hard on himself. Cause he just doesn't want to stuff up. It's like that. And those are the young guys that are racing. That's my dad's dude. all with that Leclerc. mentality. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree with you. Did um, you
1: check uh, Alonso?
0: Yeah. Um. Well, 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 which part are you talking about?
1: When he was, uh, when he prevented Hamilton from passing him for that long, uh, when yes. they were like gunning.
0: Yeah, because yeah, yeah. If, Strategy, um,
1: baby. If Ham- if if Hamilton passed Alonso one lap earlier, Hamilton would have won the race. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's some good teamwork right there, bro.
1: <laughs> but that was that was some of the best like defensive driving that I've seen in a long time from Alonso. I mean, it was it was awesome. Can't yeah, believe you're still for doing
0: it. it uh, him, Kimi and uh, Sebastian, like the old boys. They're yeah. still at it. Even uh,
1: Schumacher even my even uh, Mick Schumacher, Mick, he was yeah. also trying to like racing for points when when Verstappen was trying to pass him. He was also doing. It. I was like, this yeah, is yeah. People are fighting for position. It's rad.
0: And also, well, well done to Verstappen for for getting back to where he was with such a damaged vehicle. I mean, the whole right hand side of his car is trash. Yeah,
1: he was like driving a half a car.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine what that only does to your downforce and your everything, um, mm-hmm. but last last thing on on this hungarian grand prix is that oh i don't know what to say i really you know i want to like lewis i've all it's through drive to survive everything i've really enjoyed lewis um i just like the way he conducts himself and all that kind of stuff up until a certain point where you just can't take it anymore his attitude after the race was disgusting i mean he 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 didn't want to Look, uh, he blamed it that he was dizzy and all that kind of stuff. But you can at least try and hold it together. Um, he really made a meal of it. And I think he deserves a bit of an Oscar for it as well. Because he was pissed off. The crowd were booing him the whole weekend. He didn't take it well. He had snide comments. It, uh, he Lewis Hamilton left a really sour taste in my mouth after this weekend. Mm. That's what I got to say about that motherfucker.
1: The thing that I that I the thing that I thought was uh, one of the reasons why I struggled to like him as well is that um, he was on the radio complaining about Alonso, you know, taking the when he was like trying to pass him, and he's yeah. saying what he's doing there is dangerous. And I just go like, yeah, what happened in Silverstone, bro? When you did was dangerous as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, no. and when he was racing against uh nico double standards yeah but check here dude he was racing against nico rosberg um hamilton was on the outside and and nico rosberg was trying to pass him on the inside and the exact same thing happened Mm -hmm. they hit each other but they both ended up being out of the race and hamilton said i was on the outside so it wasn't my accident to make he said that and he did that to um, Verstappen in Silverstone, and he was saying that he didn't leave him enough space. And it's Verstappen's accident. That those are the things that that makes me It's Accountability. To he
0: doesn't take accountability for what, no. for what and goes on. if
1: if someone betters him, he'll say congratulations, he drove well, mm. but he won't he won't say it in a in a in a way that he means it. He's mm-hmm. saying it to try and get like points, but it's always like. Uh, I had engine trouble, or I wasn't feeling so well, or the tires were not grippy. It was always Mm -hmm. something that made him lose, not because the other guy beat him. Yeah. You know, it's those things that that I struggle, but then you see him in interviews and how he interacts with the other riders and drivers and all that stuff. And then it's like, how can you not like him? But then you see shit like this and you go like,
0: oh. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you love to hate him, but you hate to love him. Yeah. Um, I think he's he, he just has a love hate relationship with with the Formula One community and, and and the fans. I have nothing but respect for him. He is equal the most um, winning champion in history. The stats absolutely speak for themselves. He needs one more championship to be alone at the top. Yep. Um, yes, he does. And and he's quite at the way the Mercedes is is performing. Right now, Mercedes hmm. is, is performing, and the way the Red Bulls are currently going, it looks like the, the ascendancy currently is with Mercedes.
1: Well, they, uh, Toto Wolff did say before they went to Silverstone that um, the upgrades they're going to bring to the car is going gonna, is gonna to put everyone out in the water. Yeah, and um, that's what's happened. I wonder what upgrades they did. I I'm not too sure what it is, but they've become the quickest car again.
0: That's your assignment for next week.
1: Yeah, but um, <laughs> there was another thing in, in qualifying. Both Bottas and Hamilton were going as slow as possible at the end of of. of they of didn't even almost
0: didn't make the cutoff.
1: Yeah, he almost didn't make the cutoff. That was gamesmanship. So he had Max Red behind Bulls him in the pit it. lane coming out. Yeah
0: yeah it was man, crazy
1: it's like that's not sportsmanship man that's not mm, sportsmanship it's games
0: yeah it's mind games
1: yeah but that shouldn't uh, carolyn was so upset she goes that well that's why he Lada was booed the,
0: that's why he was booed after qualifying yeah. it was the it was q3 yeah
1: it was q three when all that shit like went down five seconds to go then he crosses the line and then one second to go it was for Verstappen and then like minus one second was Perez and Perez Yo, yeah, well, Perez come. didn't even make the cut No, he didn't because like they were driving so slowly to prevent them. That's so, Karen was so upset. Yeah, right. It's it's
0: not, it's not, it's not very sportsmanlike at the end of the day, but that's why the sport is so entertaining for for guys like us.
1: Yeah. And uh, so let's, 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 long may the
0: gamesmanship last and, and uh, let's see how it goes. But uh, that's been a long episode, brother. It has been i think it's been good i think it was great i think we flowed like a mother with the sport at the end there bro we, <laughs> there's just so much sport it's it's hard not to talk about um lots of cool things coming up for for this week sports and music wise um, i'm looking forward to it art interviews are back next week brother i'm excited Gonna, I'm, we're chatting some for people ready for the challenge yeah let's do it bro it's gonna be cool but listen you're gonna be in studio in no time so that's gonna be fun we we are yeah. we are scheduled within three weeks to get our second jab so that's gonna be fun but i think that's that's it for today's show dude what do you think it was a good one it Was a lot, good bro. one. Oh where thank you so much bro i mean always a pleasure um looking forward to the next one um uh, you, you never know you might get multiple uploads next week depending on how we decide to do the interviews we might do them separately we might do them part of the show who knows we'll see but until then this is Papa Jesus episode 96 from myself and Art we wish you a happy weekend and we will see you next week till then we say peace I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to go to Papa Jesus
1: ah, yeah that's where we're going